With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming down the slow lane. Davison goes to come into his box. He just runs right in the pack. Oh, I wonder if he's got damage. Look at that tire Laurie Rose, the two-time winner, takes the lead from Faulkner. That's the way they finish the first lap. I'm joined this morning, first off, by Alex Rossi, driving again for Andretti Autosport in that very nice 27 machine. Alex, first off, how are you, man, and are you, are you ready for the season to start? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. All good. Um, just driving now to, to Barber, so yeah, um, as ready as I can be, I guess. Yeah. So, I kn- I know. I think in the past you said you weren't maybe a huge fan of Barber, but you got some testing there. I think in the off season, and and you had a full slate of testing this off season, and, and a little bit more normalcy. Are you feeling a little bit better about Barber than you than you have in in maybe past years? Um, yeah, I, I think I feel better, kind of from a team performance standpoint. We had a pretty productive test there um, back in I guess it was October ish time, and um, kind of ironed out some of the issues we've had there in the past. Uh, still, as a racetrack, it's not it's not my favorite. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's in a beautiful <laughs> part of the world and it's visually very appealing, but I mean, it is a motorcycle track, so it's, uh, it's a little bit uh, counterintuitive, some of the, the approaches that you take to some of the corners, but uh, nonetheless, it's a race that's part of the championship. It's important to, to do well, so we're going to go in there with, with the goal of uh, coming there with the trophy. So speaking of, of testing, you had the Texas tests uh, two-ish weeks ago, and, and obviously the Indy test about a week and a half ago. Uh, in preparation for the oval events that are in the near future. Do you think IndyCar made some good gains with the downforce improvements? Do you want to see more? How was, how was that overall experience? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a constantly moving target, you know, which is a challenge for IndyCar. Um, every time there's, there's different conditions uh, that exist, whether it be with the weather or the track or whatever, um, Texas is a, it's a tough problem to solve because, you know, we added downforce um, and we got it to the point where, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to be flat around there, but it's still not enough to open up a second lane. Um, and I don't know that you could ever add enough downforce at this point to make lane two at Texas come in. So I don't think the race is really going to be much different than what we've seen in the past. Um, you know, you're going to be, it's really going to be the cars that have the best, 
where I get the least amount of tire degradation to, to get a result there. Um, it's very, very difficult to pass just because there is very much just one lane. Indeed, the, the improvements were, were definitely a step in the right direction, but every test that we've, we've done with the new pieces have been like between 50 and 68 degrees. So, right. yeah, it's, it's better, um, but we don't really know how it'll actually end up working once we get to May and if the race is in the, the mid-80s like, like it usually is. So I think it, it's definitely an improvement, but how much is, is still yet to be seen. Sure, understand. And on that note, you know, kind of looking back at the full season picture here uh, with with Marco stepping back to just the 500, you've only got four full season cars this year. Does does that kind of help you and Andretti as a whole with a little bit, you know, some more recent resources either at the track or, you know, in the engineering department available? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think downsizing is ever a, a negative. Um you know, obviously, we'll, we'll miss Marco and, and the input that, and the experience that he brings to the table. Um, we're very fortunate to have him back for for the 500 um, because that's, that's certainly one of his, his stronger tracks. Um, and, and it wasn't like he had even left when, when he was back with us for the test. So I, I guess that's the only downside. But from a resource and personnel standpoint, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's a positive. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the, the team has had a very productive offseason. There's been a lot of things, you know, I've been very outspoken about of, of areas where we look to improve and, and struggled at the beginning of last year. And I think that we have, have really taken a, a big step forward um, in some of those weaker areas. And we're looking forward to, to starting the season this weekend and hopefully um, executing on, on all of the things that we've, we've developed over the offseason. So with with the road courses like this weekend at Barber going to two practices, essentially right before qualifying, how do you strategize your practice plan to, to make the most out of what you have available this year before qualifying and the race come around? I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, we're, you know, I, I was a, a big um, fan of, of the three practice sessions and having the, the Friday night to think on things before you go into qualifying. And and now it's just a huge emphasis on you got to roll off the truck strong. You know, yeah. you got to start practice once a good baseline. If you can do that, then, I mean, you're, you're probably in a pretty good position to, you know, get in the fast six. And, and if you can do that, your weekend's pretty much set for the most part. It's, it's when you roll off and you struggle and you go into practice too with kind of a, a Hail Mary type of thing. And like sometimes it works and you go into qualifying and it's all good. Other times it doesn't. And you know, what you got to remember is even if you make an improvement, the guys that started the weekend strong are also making improvements. Sure. So it's very difficult to close a big gap if you have one at the beginning of the weekend. So one of the huge focuses for us as a team was making sure that our offline simulation uh, program, you know, was, was ramped up. Um, Honda was a huge part of, of, of helping us with that. And, you know, I think we, we had a lot of tests kind of at Sebring um, and also at the end of last year where we were able to validate some of those things that we were doing offline um, and, and bringing cars to the track that rolled off strong. So I think I think that's our biggest area that we needed to improve, and I think we're cautiously optimistic that we, we took a, a pretty big gain in that department. And I guess we'll see. 
um, tomorrow morning if, if that's really the case. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just you got to roll out strong, and if you can do that, then um, you're pretty confident for the rest of the week. Awesome. I'll wrap it up with uh, just just a few more here. So you're talking about Marco a couple minutes ago and, and everything he brings to the team. And I know he's testing a non-wing and a wing sprint car next week, and he's got some plans for the year. If you if you wanted to see Marco race in another series, where where do you think Marco would be most successful? Um, you know, listen, I, I, I've spent I've now, I mean, I've been teammates with Marco for six years. Yeah. And I think we all kind of saw, you know, some of the, the struggles um, that, that he had through, you know, just situations over those six years. And there's, he, he knows how to drive a race car. And I had spent a lot of time with him the past couple of months, and, and he's really enjoying kind of testing the prototype um, with his cousin, um, getting the opportunity to do the SRX series, doing some of these dirt races with, with, um, you know, some of his connections that he has there. And he's, he's, he's kind of like happy again. And he was back at the Speedway and, and loving life and everything. So by no means do I think he's done an IndyCar. Um, yep. He's still pretty young, believe it or not. He's been racing, been racing since he was quite young. So, you know, I think that he's going to – I would love to see him in IMSA. Um, he was really fast whenever he did the, the prototype stuff back when, when it was the Acura program. Um he was he was one of the, the hot guys in, in that program and just kind of re refresh um, his, his passion for the sport because he's still he's still really good at, at what he does and I think you know if he's he's able to do that this year he'll he'll be back in the IndyCar very very soon. Yeah, I like what I hear and if if we're calling Marco old, I'm in trouble because I think he was born about a month before I was and and everybody teases me for being old on the show as as it is already so. Uh, I wanted to get your take. I know, you know, you, you watch most of the F1 races and, and I wanted to get your take on the, the Lewis, uh, Lewis Hamilton versus Verstappen battle from, from Bahrain, what you thought about the lovely track limits. And, and do you think Max has, has the uh, car behind him to take it to Lewis this year? I thought Bahrain was a perfect example and, and something that should really make people shut up about the fact that Lewis only wins races because he's in Mercedes. <laughs> because the Red Bull was an incredibly superior car all weekend. Um, Valtteri was nowhere to be seen. Um, <laughs> and Lewis was, I mean, had all the cars stacked against him those last 15, 20 laps and just outdrove Max. I don't care about track limits that he did for the 40 laps prior to Max getting there because I've driven around Bahrain a lot. That's, that's irrelevant. It's maybe a couple hundred. Um, right, And right. when you're by yourself, it's a non-factor. If you're, it's not like he was using that to, to go through the field, to pass cars, to get up to Max or get clean air or whatever. He was literally just by himself. Um, and it's up to him to, to you know, see the gray area of the rule if there is one and use it to your advantage. So I think that's just smart driving and that's why he's a seven time champion and that's why he will win races whether he's in the best car or not. That being said, I think Max is is the next closest in terms of talent level and being able to match him and I think it's gonna be a, a hell of a fight between the two this year. Yeah, we're definitely excited to cover more F one this year. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with one last thing here. 
I've got your co-host and your teammate, James Inchcliffe, later this afternoon. What question should I ask James? Question should you ask James? Um, let me think about that for a second because I want it to be a good one. <laughs> um, um, I don't think what really annoys him. And he's so Canadian, it's hard to think of things to annoy him. <laughs> ask him what ask him what the one thing he really wants to defy this year is like if he was to defy one thing what would it be i love it i, I love the play on the hashtag there so uh yeah. awesome all right man well listen i i appreciate the time this morning best of luck this year hopefully it at some point, we're all back at a racetrack and we can say hello and, and do these in, in person instead of over the phone. But good luck and uh, stay safe, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Take care. Yeah, too. Thanks. James Hinchcliffe, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll dive right into it here. I'll uh, I'll start off first. Uh, I got this question from your co-host and your, and your, your teammate, Alex Rossi. Uh, Uh-oh. and yes, yes. And his thought process was something that annoyed you, which was really difficult to come up with because you are too Canadian. So I just want to give some backstory <laughs> before we actually get to the question, but he wants to know right. if there is one thing that you really want to defy this year, what is it? <laughs> I think the right answer is everything, right? <laughs> um, sure. Um, uh, deny finishing second all right i like it thank you thank you alex for the question we we really took some time to come up with that one at the end of our our chat earlier today but i'll uh i'll turn it over to matt yeah i mean it's gonna take a lot for me not to make fun of that the whole season but that's neither here nor there speaking of things that annoy you uh i had recently shared on twitter one of my favorite memories of you can't believe this year 11th season that just blows my mind uh, was EJ Visa wrecking you that first year at Barber in 2011, uh, which right. was quite annoying to, to relive because that was kind of a clown move on his part. Um, but anyways, not to get sidetracked too much, but yes, your 11th season, and honestly, kind of looking at everything on paper here, it looks like one of your best opportunities to date. So how much are you looking forward to getting back out there full-time this year? Yeah, thrilled, man. You know, I think uh, being back here at Atreti Auto Sport. And the Andretti Steinbrenner entry is just uh, it's such a great opportunity. And we had a lot of success together, you know, back in 12 to 14, my first stint here at the team and never wanted to leave in the first place. And the, uh, the opportunity kind of came up to come back and, and Mike and JF and everybody in the team, you know, we all kind of jumped on it. And, um, having Genesis and Capstone step up to, to get it full time this year after a you know, the partial deal last year, it, it really is a dream come true. You know, I kind of feel like I'm back home and it's been easy to kind of slip back into, uh, you know, to working with all these guys and, and girls here at Andretti Autosport. We're just, just super excited to hit the track. The, the, the challenging thing is that it is definitely the most stacked grid that we've had in, in my 11 years on this, on this grid. And uh, it's going to be tough competition out there, but we got a lot of faith in everybody working back in the shop and here at the track. And hopefully we can be strong. One of the kind of key things that, that Alex said earlier was rolling off the truck strong, especially because, you know, there's, there's no practices today, Friday afternoon. It's just, to tomorrow before qualifying so how do you maximize your time in qualifying so that you're strong uh right out of the gate 
you know, a lot of it just comes down to the preparation, you know, on the, on the team side, the engineers, and we've obviously been spending a lot of time, you know, in the sim with, uh, with the reduced, not only testing, but like you say, track time on race weekends. Um, you know, we, we can literally talk about our practice time and number of runs. It's not number of session or number of minutes any, anymore. It's really how many runs we think we're going to realistically get in throughout the practice time that we get. And so prioritizing the changes that you want to make, knowing you only have a very limited number of, of changes you're going to be able to get away with on a race weekend. So obviously the closer that you can be to a, a strong package coming off the truck, the better position you're going to be in. So uh, a lot of a lot of what is going to dictate, I think, these race weekends is just the, the preparation on, on our side of the team before we even roll up to a racetrack. And, you know, as I said, we've got a lot of faith in the work being done by everybody here, and, and hopefully it pays off when we hit the track tomorrow. Yeah, kind of building on that, um, you know, obviously 2020 was a very strange year, and my memory escapes me. Have you been able to test at Barber so far this offseason? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Yeah, actually, I was uh, part of the, the group that tested here in November. So uh, all the Andretti guys tested in November, but most of the other teams have, have been here since. A lot of guys came in January and February where we focused our testing uh, down at Sebring. So uh, we're, you know, maybe not as many miles on the new surface as some of the other teams, but uh, we had a strong test here in November. And so we're uh, confident we've made the cars a little better. And it can, it can be good. Yeah, right so, like, so on top of that, so it's just like, you know, kind of, like I said, 2020 was a weird year. Is it going to be – Barbara was probably a bad example, even though we didn't race here last year because of all this testing. But is it going to be kind of weird coming to some of these venues this year, not having raced there last year with the aero screen? Uh, is it going to be kind of weird to show up to maybe like a, a long beach towards the end of the year or whatnot, having not run there last year at all? Yeah, for sure it could. You know, I mean, uh, we definitely found throughout the course of the year that the aero screen does, does change the setups a little bit. I mean, understandably, you're throwing a – you know. A, a not super light piece of equipment on the front of the car. And so uh, it did change some things for us, but I think you saw as the season went on and Dreddy Autosport got stronger and stronger. And, uh, and I think we, we figured some stuff out. So, well, yeah, it's going to be a little different going to some of these places for the first time with the aero screen, whether it's a road course or a, or a street circuit, you know, hopefully we've, uh, we've learned our lessons from uh, the races we got in last year and it can be strong, you know, as soon as we get the track. 
So you've got a full season return to racing this year. You're doing the commentary for the XRS series, SRX series, and everything else that goes along with being an IndyCar driver. Part two, part question here. When on earth are you going to get some rest? And part two is you mentioned on off track a couple of times that, hey, you know, my wife is the breadwinner this year because she's pulling in all these acting gigs. Is this is this your way of making up for only being able to race part time last year? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for, for first answer will be I think November. That's probably when the rest is going to kick in, but that's fine. You know, we've, <laughs> we we had a, a lighter year than we wanted last year, so I'm happy to make up for some of that this year. And yeah, Becky uh, Becky definitely carried a, carried the household last year, <laughs> so it's uh, it's 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 now. Roulette's come back to me, and it's my turn to uh, get out there and get to work. I like it. Well, now that Connor's a big Twitch streamer, is there any chance you could have him come back and rent for you, but actually pay this time? Or sorry, who's that? Connor, Connor Daly. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that'd be nice, but no, he's he's too big time for me now. He's a big internet superstar. He's too cool. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. In his his B two bomber paint (laughs) scheme. (laughs) <laughs> whatever don't tell yourself short all right so um mike and i talked on the podcast recently that we pretty much are confident that this is the best lineup andretti autosport has had since 2005 and that was with uh dan tk dario and brian herda uh it just looks like on paper you guys are stacked this year with driver talent yourself included obviously so how does that kind of impact your guys' expectations going into the year with, you know, kind of this new sense of confidence and kind of on paper, Andretti Autosports pegged as one of the favorites for this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's huge. You know, I think uh, I think the team's thrilled with the, with the driver lineup and, you know, the, the depth of the lineup that we've got. And it's, uh, you know, we saw back in the early 2000s when they kind of had a similar setup how successful it can be and i'm super excited to be able to work alongside you know this many race winners 500 winners and championship winners and it's uh it, it pushes me you know I, I love learning off other drivers i love seeing where i can improve and there's no better way to do that than have three other guys in your stable that can push every corner of every track all the time and we're just going to be pushing each other so much the engineering department all works together really well and it's uh it's really honestly setting the scene for uh for a strong year but at the same time, you look at what's happening over Penske right now. You know, you have champions and 500 winners up and down the board and a superstar rookie that's blowing everybody's expectations out of the water. You look at Ganassi going back to four cars and, you know, Flo jumping into the 10 car and the speed that he's shown. You know, there's no doubt that you know, another year under Pato's belt, he's going to be quick. And seeing what Felix can do over there is going to be impressive. There's just, there's so many good driver combos right now, uh, driver team combos. It's impossible to know where you stack up. And I think what's so cool about it is weekend to weekend, we're going to see a lot more kind of fluctuation in the running order than we normally see, just because if you're even a, a whiff off of where your absolute maximum is, there's so many people that can fill that gap. And a bad weekend for a, you know, a Penske or a Ganassi or an Andretti is not in fifth place anymore. A bad weekend's 12th because there's so many good drivers that can fill that, that time gap. So it's, it's going to be an exciting season and it's going to be one about consistency and, and obviously just trying to be up front and maximizing those weekends where you're really on the ball. Yeah. It's crazy when you say that, cause you just threw out some great names and it's kind of scary to think that a McLaughlin or a polo and strong equipment could very well be 14th, 15th in the championship, even if they have some good runs. So it is definitely going to be a crazy year of IndyCar. 
Got one more here. I know, I know we're, we're almost out of time. So we have uh, another one of your teammates in a couple minutes and, and Colton heard us. So I'm going to give you the chance to ask a question to Colton that will, that will, uh, will broadcast over to him. All right. Um, if he were to choose one of his teammates to be stranded in the wilderness with, which one would he choose and why? Wilderness with one teammate. Who and why? I love it. Okay. Matt's got one more and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up, but I appreciate it. Of course. I feel like Alex has to be the incorrect answer on that one. I hope he doesn't say Alex. <laughs> yes. Hinge, thanks so much for your time. Really good luck. Good luck to you this season. Appreciate it. All right. So one of your most infamous debate, debates on uh, your podcast was, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich, which is something I've casually brought up to my friends every now and then just to see what they would say. And I'm not sure if this has ever been brought up on the podcast, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on if a taco is a sandwich. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. So here's the thing. I, I was on, I've been on both sides of the hot dog debate, right? And I've, I've seen good arguments both ways, but it wasn't until we had on the VP of meat on that one episode <laughs> from the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council and he laid it out in the most succinct way I've ever heard it, which is if you take the meat out of a sandwich and you're holding it, you're holding meat, not a sandwich. If you take the meat out of a hot dog, you're still holding a hot dog. So a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's its own thing. I'm going to apply that same logic to a taco. If you take the meat out of the taco, you're just holding meat. You're not holding the taco anymore. I, so it I, is a sandwich. I dig it. <laughs> I didn't think I would hear that question yeah. today, but I... I dig it. I also like that there's a VP of, of meat. I, I did enjoy listening, <laughs> <laughs> listening to him talk. Um, but yeah, well, well done. All right, James. Uh, I appreciate the time, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up there and, and best of luck and, and safe travels. Hopefully we'll, we'll all see you at a track at, at some point soon. Absolutely guys. That'd be great. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.